10. We're going to take our text from Isaiah chapter 46. I'm going to read that chapter. Isaiah chapter 46. Bel bows down, Nebo stoops. Their idols were upon the beast and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy loaden. They are a burden to the weary beast. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age, I am he. And even to your hoar hairs, I will carry. I have made, and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me? that we may be like. They lavish gold out of the bag and weigh silver in the balance and hire a goldsmith and he maketh it a god. They fall down, yea, they worship. They bear him upon the shoulder. They carry him and set him in his place and he standeth. From his place shall he not remove. Yea, one shall cry unto him, yet can he not answer nor save him out of his trouble." Remember this, and show yourselves men. Bring it again to mind, O you transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from the ancient times the things that are not yet done. Saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, The man that executeth my counsel from a far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, I will also do it. Hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted, that are from far from righteousness. I bring near my righteousness, it shall not be far off, and my salvation shall not tarry. And I will place salvation in Zion for Israel my glory." The title is God, Our Burden Bearer. God, Our Burden Bearer. Because the fact is, we all bear burdens. We have burdens in this life that weigh us down. We have anxieties. We have griefs. We have pains. We have sorrows. We have responsibilities that bear us down. Sometimes just life in general can bear us down. Everyone that we encounter, everyone in this room today, everyone you encounter has these same types of burdens to carry, has these same hills that need to be climbed. They all have fights that need to be fought. We're not alone in that. Humankind has weights upon our shoulders. Most importantly and most grievous of all, the weight of sin that we carry. For our transgressions against a righteous and a holy God, each soul has to bear the very existence of that sin upon us, which is a weight that we cannot carry on our own. It will weigh us down. We look for relief. We want relief from our burdens. Nobody likes to carry that heavy load 
Nobody wants to walk around with their anxieties. Nobody wants to walk around with the weight of sin. Nobody really wants to walk around just with the weight of life in general and the responsibilities. It bears down hard. So what do we do? We seek things to ease our burden. We seek things to take the load from off of us. We seek things that we think will give us hope. Because that's what this is ultimately about, a hope that does not fade away, a hope that brings us through to the end, a hope that brings us a joy. But as we have, most of us, found out through hard trials in life, and as we see in the world, we put our hope in things that are made with hands. We put our hopes in things that we ourselves can do or we have done. We put our hopes in the creations of this world. We put our hopes in our careers. We put our hopes in money. If I just made a little bit more, this burden of life would be a little bit easier on me and I wouldn't have to carry that weight. Sometimes we put the burden of family upon us that I will find my happiness in my family only to find out that we all let each other down as a family. Because we are sin-cursed people, each carrying our own weight and burden of sin. So we find that not even our family can give us that hope that we long for. The people that it's speaking of here in Isaiah chapter 46 were trying to find something that would give them hope. So they made gods. They created gods to bring them joy, something that they could focus on, something that they could go to in their darkest of nights, something that they could go to in their troubles and their worries. They could worship it. They could sacrifice to it. And it would give them peace. It would take the burden away from them. It would give them a hope again. But what do we see about these gods? Verses 1 and 2 says, Bel boweth down and Nebo stoopeth. Their idols were upon beasts and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy loaden. They were burdened to the weary beast. They stoop and they bow down. They could not deliver the burden. They are gone into captivity. Cyrus had come. And when Cyrus came to conquer, Cyrus did not just conquer the people. He would always take their gods because that was their form of worship because what Cyrus was showing them is that he himself was a superior god than all the gods that they had in their land. So he would take the temples, all the holy places of all the places that he would conquer and he would take their gods from their land so that their god could not bless their land anymore. And he would take their god and lay it upon a cart or lay it upon a beast and have it taken back to his city to be a trophy, a mantle on his wall for the gods that he had conquered. What is the prophet saying here? Baal is bowed down. Nebo stoops. They're a burden to the weary beasts. The gods have become a burden. The gods are not burden bearers. They themselves are a burden to the people. They themselves are taken into captivity. These gods could no more prevent themselves from being laid upon the backs of beasts as they could prevent their people from being taken captive. 
They had no power. So the people's hope was gone in an instant. They were handmade gods. They were made to wear ornaments that were made by hands. The gold and the jewels were crafted into beauty. And then a statue was crafted. And then these handmade statues were laden with handmade gold for people to find joy and hope in. Verse 6, They lavish gold out of the bag and weigh silver in the balance and hire a goldsmith and he makes it a god. And they fall down and they worship it. But yet, they bear him upon the shoulder and they carry him, the god, and set him in his place and he stands and from his place shall he not be removed. Why? Because his God has no power. Their hope is futile. Their hope is in literally nothing but what they themselves can bring to the table. Their hope is made from their own craft. And they worship what they themselves must carry. They worship what they themselves must adorn. They worship what they themselves must place in the temple. And it does not move unless their hand takes it and moves it. So what happens? Cyrus comes in and he takes their gods away. Now, where is their hope? Where is the hope? Where is their confidence? Where is their joy? In something of their own making. How often we make our own gods in this world. I mentioned a while ago, money and family. Money's not bad. We need it to live. We have to buy groceries. We need to put shoes and clothes on our children. We pay for electricity. Money's not bad, but when we think that that money will then take our burden away, that that money will then take our anxiousness away, that I have these troubles because I don't have this, Even when we get that extra money, we find I'm still weighted with burden. I still have cares of this world. I still have anxieties. And yet I still bear this ultimate weight of stench, which is sin, upon my shoulders. The money brings no happiness. And then back to the family. The family is good. God has blessed us with families. I love my wife and I love my children. And they love me. But we fall. We stumble. We hurt each other's feelings. We don't show enough love. We're not as dependable as we should be. And where does our hope go when we have placed our hope and our joy in what my family will bring to me? I again find myself at the place of no hope you again find yourself still with the burdens of this world and the anxiousness that you carry and still that cumbersome weight of sin. So where is the hope in the gods that fall? It reminds me of the story of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18. Elijah is with the 400 or 450 prophets of Baal. And he's saying, you take this heifer, and I'll take this one, and we're going to sacrifice it to our gods and see which God is alive. Well, in verse 27, 
Elijah ends up mocking them because they cry from morning till evening for their God to hear them, for their God to answer them. In fact, they jump up on the table and start jumping up and down, screaming for their God to hear them, while Elijah just sits and waits. And then he mocks them, and it comes about noon, and Elijah mocked them and said, Call out with a loud voice, call out louder for your God, for He is a God. Either He's occupied, maybe He's busy, or He's gone aside. Maybe, maybe your God's on a journey. Call out louder and He will come. Or perhaps, perhaps He's asleep and He needs you to awaken Him. Call out louder. What do you think that those people were thinking at that moment? I don't know, but I would assume that some of them are starting to feel pretty embarrassed. That Are we really hollering out to this piece of stone that's asleep? that cannot hear me? Where is your hope when your God cannot be awakened? Where is your hope when your God has gone on a journey? Where is your hope when He is occupied with something else other than you? But our God, in Psalm 89 verse 7 says, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around Him. How much reverence was being held for the gods that were placed upon carts and dragged away? How much reverence was being given to the gods who were placed upon beasts and taken to Cyrus's kingdom to be a trophy on the wall? Remember when the Ark of the Covenant was captured and it was placed before the false god and they came back the next day to find their god fallen down face first before the presence of God. They pick Him up and it happens again. Where is the confidence in that God? How do you compare the gods of this world or the gods of our own making to God Almighty? Psalm 89. Let's look at a few verses there. Verse 6. For who in heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord. Verse 8, Who is a strong Lord like unto thee? Verse 11, The heavens are thine, the earth also is thine. As for the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast founded them. The north and the south, thou hast created them. Verse 14, Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Isaiah 46, 5, To whom will ye liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be alike? The God who created the foundations of the earth? The God who is king over all things? You would compare Him to what we can create with our own minds? We would compare Him with the gods of this world? Would you compare Him with the happiness of your family? Only in God can we have hope because we have burdens that need to be borne. The other gods of Isaiah 46 must themselves be carried. But the good news for us 
for those who are in Jesus Christ is that He bears your burdens. He carries your anxieties. He carries your fears. And He carries your weight of sin. He is the God that bears. When these gods can do nothing, when they become a burden, God says in verse 3 and verse 4, I have borne from my belly. You are carried from my womb. I am He. Even to your gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and I will deliver you. I, 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 I. God will. What about the false gods? They, the people must. The people must. The people must create. The people must adorn. The people must lay them upon the beast. The beasts must bear them. The people must place them in their place of worship. The people must move them. But God says, I will. I do. I have. He is our burden bearer. Remember the former things of old in verse 9? For I am God and there is none else. I am God. And there is none like me declaring the very end from the beginning. He declared that Cyrus would come years before Cyrus came. And God is using this evil, wicked man as a weapon of judgment because God has declared it. He is the God that bears. He not only bears us, but He bears our burdens that we all carry. He took upon Himself that weight of sin and He bore it to the cross. He bears our sorrows for He is acquainted with sorrow and grief. Carry me and carry my weight? Why? Why would you do such a thing? The Lord is merciful and gracious. Slow to anger and plenteous in mercy, Psalm 103.8. He's moved our sins from bearing their weight down upon us and He has cast them as far as the east is from the west, Psalm 103.12. But I have trusted in your loving kindness. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because He has dealt Bountifully with me, Psalm 13. Psalm 31, for in you, Lord, do I put my trust. Can you place your trust in the things of the world? No, we've all seen that it lets us down. We've all seen that the world itself caves under the weight of the burdens. We can't place our anxieties upon the world, our hopes upon the world. It's an ever-changing world and we see wickedness everywhere. We see sin in our own homes. We cannot place our hope there. But in you and you alone do I put my trust. And He's not going to cast us away when our strength fails. Because it will. Our strength will fail. We get tired of the race. We get tired of running the race. We get tired of burdens. 
but He never tires of us. Because you are precious to Him. Because He has bought you. He has cleansed you. And He loves you as a father loves his child. He's placed us on this journey. And He will see us through. That goes with Romans chapter 8. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. For them He foreknew, He also predestined, to become conformed to the image of His Son, so that He would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom He predestined, He also called. And these whom He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He also glorified. It's this golden chain of events of Romans chapter 8, that He which has begun a good work in you will perform it, will complete it, will carry it through until the very end. He has placed you here amongst the worries of this world. He has placed you here amongst the dysfunctional family that you are in. He has placed you here in this day and age where wickedness abounds. He has placed you here and He will carry you through to the end. And we do not have to depend on our grasp of Him or our clinging so tight of Him that He does not drop us because He will carry and nothing will take us away from His mighty hand. What follows in Romans chapter 8? Can anything separate you from that love of God? Nothing! Nakedness, famine, the sword, peril, death, nothing takes us away from His holding of us. And then we see just the complete 180 of Isaiah chapter 46. That the gods just bear down upon the people. Everything that they have placed their hope and their joy in just weighs them down. But then we see that nothing spiritual or worldly or earthly, can take us from the arms of our Heavenly Father who bears us and our burdens, who carries us with a strong and mighty hand. And He will never let go. He does not fall and we have to pick Him up. He does not need us to adorn Him to make Him beautiful. He is everything that is beautiful. He is everything that deserves worship. All He needs of us is for us to humbly come before Him and worship Him, offering the sacrifice of praise of our lips. What He makes, He will bear. When you feel like you're drowning under the weight of the burdens... Are you calling out to God to bear you? Or do you just sit back and say, I think God has this. Call out to God. Say, Lord, did you not birth me? Did you not carry me? Did you not bring me to life? Bear me now, Lord. Bear my burdens today. And what does God say? I have made and I will bear. 
Call out to the God who bears our burdens. You know, we may stray from Him. We may go go down the wrong paths, but God has never ceased to bear us. He may tell us, you know, you have changed, but I am the same. I have promised to be with you. I have borne you. I have carried you. I continue to carry you. And I will continue to carry you and your burden until I take you to the place where there is no more burden, where there is no more tears, where there are no more fears, worries, or anxiousness. I will take you and your burden and place you safely there. Rest in His worth. Rest in His abilities. Rest in His hands. Not as the gods of the pagans. The gods were resting in their hands and their abilities. The people's skills. We rest in the hands of God Almighty. And how do we do that? Through the saving blood of Jesus Christ. Because what does Jesus tell us to do? He says, come to me. All who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Don't carry your burden alone. Don't walk through this scary, dark, tempestuous world trying to carry your own burden. Take it to Jesus Christ. Let Him carry your burden for you. Take His yoke and learn that He is comfort. He is our hope. Take your burdens to Him. Let's pray. God in heaven, Lord, we continue over and over and over to go down the same paths, the same traps, the same wrong paths, all this time dragging these burdens and these anxiousnesses and these trials of life. And we just seem to try to go into the storms alone. Lord, may we see that you are our hope. May we remember to call out upon You that You are not the God who needs us to take You to and fro. You are not the God that needs us to adorn You with gold. You are not the God who is carried away. But You are the God of all gods, the Lord of all lords, the King of all kings. You have borne, You have created, and You carry. Lord, may we place our burdens at the feet of the cross of Jesus Christ today and take your easy yoke upon us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.